0: Say what? Say what? Say what? I say what? Say what? It's than yours. We're recording. Hell yeah. It's happening. The bar is moving. And the, the bar is set very low. Very low. As low as possible. And that's low just and the, low. That is the tempo. Oh. Mm-hmm. Is that what they say?
1: I think so. That's weird. Yeah. I don't understand these rap guys. I know. All they talk about is guns and bitches and hoes and it's like mm-hmm. come on guys. Whatever happened to rock music that never talked about drugs or women. Yeah. Yeah. Fog hat.
0: Bring back fog hat. What's Foghat doing? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love fog, <Foghat>, dude. <laughs> um 38 special. So I was going to Z-Z-tope. to uh, to mention, uh, also, you know, you know, welcome to Nudist Colony, the New Metal Discussion Podcast. I'm Brent. I'm Ross. What up, what up? Say what? Say what? It's good, co. Um, so as of this record, <laughs> it's been about it's one been. month, it's been about one month since uh, you guested on my other podcast, Let's Talk About Stuff, uh, yep. that was an episode where we discussed the album Dookie by Green Day for the 28th anniversary of it. Uh, it was episode 232 titled Crackly Old Snack Dookie by Green Day featuring Ross Licktie. Um, and that got me thinking the first time that I ever discussed music or a full album on that show was actually with you, which goes back to episode 52 titled The Spawn Versation. Oh, hell yes. And that is for listeners of this show. Uh, they might have interest in going to track down that episode. It's more than likely bad. Look, this, this show itself is not good.
1: but We cover a good movie, though. A t- tremendous movie. <laughs> Excellent movie. We go track by we're track. We're going to cover it the- again on this podcast. We
0: have to. We have to do course. the director's cut. Are you kidding me? Yeah,
1: and we're going track by track on the, the album.
0: The people demand it. No one demands it. Um, But we went track by track on this conversation. We went through... Every single one of those. And each song was either two artists working together
1: or like a remix
0: or something to that effect. A really,
1: really neat idea for Mm -hmm. uh, a soundtrack. or Just an album, period. Yeah. It's a lot like the um, Judgment Night soundtrack.
0: Yeah, Judgment Night. And then uh, the. Kind of a
1: precursor to New Metal.
0: The Blade 2 soundtrack as well.
1: Really? Uh I didn't know that I knew that.
0: Oh, you'll remember. (laughs) You'll all remember. (laughs) You all rule the day that you forgot about blade two it had um so the spawn soundtrack had a mixture of rock artists and electronic artists the judgment night soundtrack was like hip-hop and rock artists yeah and then blade two was uh hip-hop and then electronic artists so it's like oh, okay yeah interesting two genres
1: each time essentially um i have a cousin oh my god yeah i know it's weird my parents uh uh, he, he uh, for the longest time And he may still do it And mm-hmm. I will never correct him And I will shoot down anyone's attempt to correct him yeah. But anytime he tries to say genre He says Zondra What? I know That's not any of those I, There's a Z in there Does he know what the word looks like? You know, I don't know
0: To be fair, like It doesn't look like genre either, I know You know, like, there's like Ginry. <laughs> 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 Richard Ginry Yeah <Gingry. laughs> It looks like that word has a gerbil up its butt. hey Um, But yeah, what was it? Zin- Zandra. 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 Oh, beautiful girl's
1: name. I know. Zon- kinda... She was Spider-Man's girlfriend? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yes, yeah, so if
0: people are uh, curious about an old conversation with the same host. An old an old. Oh my God, you did hey. it. Hey. Uh, go check out episode... Fifty-two of Let's Talk About Stuff, uh, my other podcast. Shout out to Stephen Fisher over there. He listened to the first episode of of this show, yeah, and he liked it. And he commented to me, "I didn't realize that New Metal was dead." And I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, you talk about it all the time." I thought it was still around,
1: <laughs> keeping it alive. I
0: was like, oh wow, I didn't realize that I was doing. He was like, "You talk about Limp Biscuit a lot." I'm like, "Well." I'm doing the lord's work, I guess. Hell yeah. So, you got to spread the word, you know? Got to You have I can't to
1: Can't wait till we get Limb Biscuit on this podcast. It's going to be the best.
0: Also, as of this record, uh I believe it was like 2 weeks ago, a new Korn album dropped. I think it was like their uh 95th album or some shit. I don't know what it yeah. was. But it was a brand new one, so Limp Biscuit came out on this past Halloween, and then Corn just recently put out a, an album. I think Slipknot is putting out an album in a few months. So, really? Wow.
1: Yes. I was in Iowa the other day, driving really fast. Oh, God. So fucking good. It's a great album. Mm-hmm. Front to back. Yep. Have to be. Hey, Tudor to snoot, brother. Hell yeah. Hey, Do it, dude. dude. <laughs> Shwacking up a of
0: finger. <laughs> oh, man. Um, now, we must address... The secret elephant in the room mm-hmm. that people don't know about. Um, let me point out one thing. We're recording a little bit differently this time, and hopefully going yeah. forward. So previously, when we would record, I would stick previously a... Previously
1: on the newest Colony.
0: <laughs> no tea? No.
1: No. Did I say
0: tea? No, I don't know. I- no I'm just tea. in the Low habit tea. of of, uh, of saying that. Yeah. Um, It's a bad name. I'm sorry. So previously... I would take a Yeti mic on a mic stand, essentially, and put it in between us, and we would just scream into it. Right. And then we would overdub music, or underdub music, uh, back in the edit. Uh, laborious, but we made it work for right. those first, what, few episodes or whatever. Now, we've got a mixing board. We each have separate microphones. I'm holding a microphone by hand just to try something new. He looks like Fred Durst over there. <laughs>
2: yeah! <laughs>
0: <laughs> so... We're, we're trying this new, um, except this is not our first attempt at this episode. Nope. We Take re- two. We recorded this episode last week, and... Um, it sucked. The reviews were in immediately. <laughs> we were so bummed out after it was r- recorded that both of us just kind of limped out of here. We recorded at my house. We both left. We both just walked... Into the bush mm-hmm. of Oklahoma,
1: I put on a heavy coat and walked
0: into the lake. Mm-hmm. I walked directly in front of hunters. <laughs> just, it's like do what you got to do. I on a
1: Hunter Biden. Yep, mm. <laughs> blew some crack smoking your face. <laughs> I was gonna say he tried to snort me. It's like
0: it's, <laughs> it's a common thing people people do to me. Um, but we're gonna try it again because the the first attempt was not good. I I erroneously gave you the incorrect cable to play music with Mm -hmm. so on this episode and again episodes going forward we're gonna try to play the tracks live as we are discussing them yes hopefully it sounds okay and not annoying probably not we'll see i may be screaming into the microphone right now i can barely hear myself (laughs) in my headphones but if i turn them up anymore it's gonna uh, melt my ears so um that's what we're going to do. We're going to try to make this somewhat listenable. Try to. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, And uh, see if we can. <laughs> that was it done? Okay. Scrub that out
1: of the set. Started this episode again.
0: <laughs> Fuck. Take three. Here we go. Um, but yeah, so that's what we're going to do. This is why the episode yeah. probably sounds different. It might be more annoying. This is just what the episode is going to sound like going forward. Yep. Uh, so, I don't have an enemy to re-record this. No. This <laughs> Again, is it. This is all you're going to get. Michael Jackson said it best. This is it. Also, where's Coco? <laughs> so, uh on today's episode of Nudist Colony, no tea, we're going to discuss the album Adrenaline by Deafing Tones, mm-hmm. everyone's <laughs> favorite artsy-fartsy new metal band. and.
1: Uh, yeah, that's the main topic. Yeah, um, yeah. Also, we were like, um, just to go back on that, we were both uh, like way off our game. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like today we 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 started uh, we started much stronger than than last week. I was eh. I got like three hours of sleep the night before, and I <laughs> felt fucking weird. Like yeah. I felt like I something was like wrong with my brain. I, I don't know how to explain it, but I the entire day just felt completely just out of it. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, I feel feel much better today. So mm-hmm. that that uh yeah, that 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 episode will never see the light of day <laughs> as long as I live. Now
0: that said, we did come alive at the end of that yes. episode. <laughs> where we stopped discussing duff tones, started getting real, and we got into a nerd-ish field conversation. Yeah. Uh we talked about like Star Wars, uh collector mentalities, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So I still have that I'm going to Take that snippet off there and put it at the back of this episode, maybe as, like, outtakes or whatever. So if people want to listen to that, have at it, you know? Yeah. It's fine. It'll be there for you. Yeah. Um. So we're going to do the album discussion, of course, uh, and then we will announce the next album that we will discuss
1: um, but before that, we're gonna have a discussion we'll about the discussion of the next just album that we're gonna discuss.
0: I keep doing this shit. It's like my curse. I just say a <laughs> word and then I repeat it <laughs> moments later. Do you
1: ever do the thing where you're you're sending a text and you like um like type out part of it and then like get distracted and do something, go back and like and like type it again mm-hmm. and then you send it and then you go back and read it and you say like the same word like four times in the <laughs> same in the same text and you're yeah. like oh, I didn't mean to say piss four times in that mm-hmm. uh, text. I do that all the time it makes me look good. It looks like an idiot. It's a fucking moron. I hate it. Now send me that email now. That yeah. type of
0: thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've done that before. And it's, it's haunt. Like I will hit send. And I try to go back and reread my texts before I send them just yeah. to like catch that shit. Every once in a while it slips past me, especially if it's like a long text. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to go back and read this. I'm not a fan of this. <laughs> I'm not going to put myself through this. this. This is their problem now. Um, but let's talk about Deftones in general. Uh on the first episode of yeah. Nudist Colony, you had mentioned uh Deftones it was like the your favorite concert you ever experienced. Yes. It was a uh eye opening
1: show. Yes, it was it was incredible. It was uh the tour for uh Saturday night Saturday night wrist. Saturday night wrist <laughs> and um uh it was no was... Marino <laughs> Abe Cunningham. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it works. It oh, always man. works.
1: Yeah. R.I.P. Big <laughs> Um Yeah. I went 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 to it. I don't. I don't remember what year it was. Um, Two thousand eight, maybe. Um, anyways, uh, went to it. Um, I think I went into it. You know, talked talked about the poll thing went to it with a girl that i was kind of dating and she wasn't feeling well and so i kind of broke off from her and uh went to the very front of the the crowd like right in front of chino um popped that little shirt off and uh man just uh and he licked his lips oh man i, I kissed chino <laughs> i kissed him yeah. I kissed him mm-hmm. uh uh we know someone who has a brother that grabbed chino's dick <laughs> So. <laughs> oh, wow. We're kind of famous. Who is this legend? Give uh, him the phone. Eric. Eric's brother. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Apparently, his brother, yeah, like grabbed Chino. He says bear dick. Nah. But I don't know. I mean, Chino used to wear those big ass pants. So maybe he got like up in the Jinkos and and grabbed a little Chino Pino.
0: Hmm. Chino Pino. Chino Noir. Yeah. It's a good year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is this? The 78 Chino Pino? Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> I like it. Oh, it came with a nut buffer as
1: well. We're gonna have him on, and he's got a lot of celebrity uh, stories. Yeah, yeah, Gino's gonna be on. Yeah, um, he's going to be uh, drunk. I assume. No, probably not. That's not a funny joke. I shouldn't. I shouldn't joke about people's substance problems. Yeah, we don't want that. No, no, no. If he if you wanted to come on drunk, I'd let him come on. whatever. Yeah. Anyways, he can come anywhere if he's drunk. Hunter Biden. Get <sighs> yeah, back here, Uncle Brandon. <laughs> So yeah, Deftones. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they they are probably I would say it's tough because Limp Biscuit I enjoy in in a different way than I enjoy the Deftones. Sure. Um, Deftones are like um like a like a Godiva chocolate, like a like a really good expensive lava cake that you have to order thirty minutes before the end of the meal. You know, like like just rich and creamy and and layered and multi whatever uh really good stuff and then and then Limp Bizkit is like M&Ms and I love M&Ms uh but they're you know they're 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 not as um they don't have as many as much depth as the Deftones but that doesn't mean that they're worse um I would say that the Deftones have a much better um album um discography than than uh Limp Bizkit uh, because of that one goddamn album they did i can't even remember the name of it cuz i don't think i listened to it but like maybe one time
0: with the green album with cover with the green
1: cover yeah i don't know whatever um that's a big big old stinker right in there um but yeah the, the limpiskit is much more you know kind of just like hey here it is it's all on the table there's no <laughs> there's no uh, deep diving into what the the lyrics or the the music means it's just kind of there but it's good i love it The Deftones though have a lot more depth. Results
0: may vary. (laughs)
1: Great, great, (laughs) great name for it.
0: Fred Durst screaming into a camera lens with a green filter on it, and that's the entirety.
1: Yeah, you go from chocolate starfish to results may vary.
0: If you look at all of their album covers together, it's all like uh, drawn or painted art, and then there's this weird outlier that's just the screen.
1: Yeah, looks like a looks like a uh, uh, like a (laughs) like a b-side but Mm -hmm. like a uh like one that you would get at like like a knockoff bootleg Mm b-side oh jesus christ yeah he yeah it looks terrible it's a terrible should have never i mean i guess west left on his own volition but yeah they should have never let him go Mm -hmm. that's a whole thing we'll we'll get to that um but yeah yeah I, i i would say deftones to this day um, I would say are more listenable maybe than Limp Bizkit like I go back to them and listen to them more than than Limp Bizkit just because there's more there to kind of explore uh, there's more depth um, but uh, yeah it's, I, I, I mean Deftones is one of my top five bands that are still making music mm. so um, yeah I, they, they hold a near and dear place in my heart but this album is yeah not uh, we'll, we'll get it to it but got one major problem but
0: um i appreciate the analogy but counterpoint okay limp biscuit much like the green green m M&M, fucks
1: oh hot as fuck mm-hmm. yeah why are you redesigning that green m M&M? uh, she's my favorite it does anal <laughs> it does <laughs>
0: wearing white pants. You telling me she okay, anyway, yeah, we course. can't get it. We can't get into the controversy. Can't I? Um but I would say that with the with our laser sharp focus on New Metal and its autopsy, mm-hmm. we could break it down like this. Like Korn was the first New Metal band, right? Yes. It's first New Metal release. And they brought in the like uh, the drama and the like heaviness. Mm-hmm Sugar Ray brings in the like kind of funk and the fun and some of that like hip hop-ishness of yeah. it. Yeah. And then Deftones is more like the artsy side of new metal.
1: Yes, that's fair.
0: That said, I would not necessarily put that on this particular album. Like there's hints of it. Yeah. But I feel like it's just so poorly mixed that it's it's hard to get through that. Those several layers of the
1: onion yeah, that, that's the only fan in the room is the mixing on this album mm-hmm. is just atrocious yeah um it is mind-boggling and I cannot find I've done a lot of looking into this album there's not a, not a whole lot of information out there about it mm-hmm. um, not like you know corn's first album or even I feel like sugar Ray's first album there was more out there like for this mm-hmm. album there's just kind of like you know there's a few interviews and uh, some stories but everybody's much more focused on uh, around the fur and then of course white pony um, that this album sort of just is lost in the mix um, mm-hmm. Uh, hey like all the bass it's lost in the mix um yeah but but there's not a lot of information i a couple things that we do know for sure is they they were going for a garage sound Mm -hmm. um uh, terry date was a producer um and terry date is a very very good producer Mm -hmm. so why this album comes out sounding like this is uh total mystery. They they've mentioned a few times that they they understand that the mix didn't come out the way they had intended it to. Um so they're obviously aware of that, uh but yeah, it it, it just sort of it, it just sounds tinny. There's no better word to describe this album than tinny. Mm-hmm. It sounds like somebody is playing <laughs> like uh like a speaker that's been busted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's just it's fuzzy and tinny and just so Okay, so so when we were doing the record last week, mm-hmm. we had a cable hooked up to it, and it sounded bad. Yeah, and we thought, well, hey, that's just what this album sounds. Like. <laughs> right. <yeah.
0: laughs> that's that's how bad it was. It was like, oh yeah, it sounds like shit, right? And then it it kind of does, but not like not as bad as what what was out there. Right. That we when, when you
1: about. found the good cable, we plugged it, in and we're like, oh, okay, no, 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 no. It was mm-hmm. it was a cable that was bad, but it still sounds <laughs> still doesn't sound good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it, it just, it, it just man, it's, mm-hmm. it's a disappointment.
0: It is, it is. I hear that a lot from my family. All right, so Deftones, Adrenaline, was released on October 3rd, 1995, produced, like you said, by Terry Date and Deftones, uh, and uh, the personnel for Deftones at the time was Chino Marino, who did lead vocals, Stephen Carpenter, who played guitar, Chi Qi Ching, who did bass and backing vocals, and Abe Cunningham, who played drums, And you had mentioned to me that you had thought, uh, on the the previous record, that um, whenever you would hear Chi do backing vocals, you thought it was Chino, because they sound so similar? Is that right? Right, yeah. That was surprising to me, because, yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I thought it was just, like, overdubs of Chino. And then I watched a, um, it was like a a live performance, like, back in the late 90s of, maybe it's, like, Engine Number 9 or whatever, and... Yeah. Uh, Chi was singing the backing vocals and I was like, damn, he sounds great.
1: Oh man, he's got a scream, it's like a demonic scream. Mm-hmm. Chino has an amazing scream. It's so amazing that he blew his voice out. I think post White Pony, I believe it was. Sure. He ha- he had like major vocal um like damage. So he had to change up the way that he did his screaming. Um but yeah, Chi, my God, when Chi lets that thing rip, Jesus Christ, he sounds like a fucking demon, and it's incredible. And I, I really think that a lot of the edge got taken off of them whenever Chi passed. Um, I, Saturday, night, Saturday Night, God, why can't I, I always stumble on, Saturday Night Wrist mm-hmm. um, was their last, I feel like, really, really heavy album, and mm-hmm. probably until Ohms, which is their most recent one. Um. Obviously, they still had some really heavy songs sprinkled throughout their disco. After after that, but um, yeah. There's a there's a definite difference between you know Chi and post Chi, and I think that, I mean, obviously the Deftones would probably admit this as well that they lost something. Chi um, yeah. also helped write a lot of the songs, so there there is a change in the in the way the songs you know uh, come out sounding. Um, I still, I still really, really love the Deftones, but, um, she was a huge, huge loss for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I could tell it is if not even musically, then emotionally, right? right? Oh, like yeah. that would, that, that would be hard to recover Cause I recover think from.
1: Chino and she grew up together and she, well, almost... their names are similar.
0: They were close to each oh, other course, in the phone yeah. book. Yeah. yeah. yeah
1: mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> she, uh she uh actually almost left the band prior to this to go and teach english um oh. <laughs> yeah the, the man with a demonic scream and like long hair down to his <laughs> ass crack i mm-hmm. uh, was teaching english um but yeah he, he definitely seems like he was kind of the i don't want to say heart of the band but like sort of the heart of the band he mm-hmm. was um he was married um i think even when they were recording this so they were per- pretty young so he would have been married you know way back then um and yeah we'll, we'll, we'll probably get into a little bit uh you know um, his death and and, and all that maybe as we, as we get go along through the deftones timeline mm-hmm.
0: um, i would imagine so. so yeah that would be a, a big part of it yeah um this is the debut album from Deftones, and it uh, clocks in at about 47 minutes, 5 seconds, which in uh, listening time seems like forever to me, <laughs> because there's... A, I don't want to sound music racist, but a lot of these songs sound similar to me, which yeah. is uh, saying a lot, because I listen to a lot of metal. And for outsiders listening to aggressive music, I, actually any any type of outsider listening to a genre of music, whatever it may be, a lot of that stuff can sound similar. Yeah. So it, it hurts me that I have to say that, but it's true. That's how I listen to
1: this album a lot. Mm-hmm. And the yeah, other several songs on there that just very, they just blend together. Yeah. They have, yeah. Uh, and I think, I think the production is partially to blame for that. Mm-hmm. I think if they had produced it, you know, a little bit and, and try, tried to do some uh, different production attempts or, or, or styles, uh, from song to song that it would have definitely broken it up. But I think the fact that everything is EQ just like <laughs> so poorly and um, the same, mm-hmm. the, the guitar tones, you know, sound very similar and the guitar tones are shit on this album. Mm-hmm. It really does. You know, they, they overpower everything else in the mix. And so therefore everything ends up sounding the same. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But uh, the history of Deftones is, mm-hmm. um, so so this is you know obviously their 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 debut album, um, mm-hmm. at the time they were uh, <laughs> opening for Monster Magnet, which is a pretty understandable. Their music style is new, right? Um, so it's uh, you know promoters they try to stick uh, a new band like this with somebody who sounds different, but this sound is is a new new sound a new style, so it's hard to. to Find a, you know a bigger band that they can open for. Corn mm-hmm. was really the only other ones at the time that were doing something like this. Um, well, Sugar Ray, Sugar Ray, they used to play with a lot too because they're from. Uh, uh, where are they from?
0: <laughs> uh,
1: Calif- California California. You're from the one o one, dude. Oh my God. <laughs> um, uh, no, but they. I don't want to say Berkeley. That's not right. Uh, anyways, they're from the uh, <laughs> same place, um, and uh, they also opened for you know Monster Magnet. Okay, that's that's I could see the crowd being into that. Um, however, they also opened for Kiss for a long time. They they toured with them for a mm-hmm. little bit. That's wild, which is insane because Kiss fans are. And I'm gonna say it, <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are. Right? <laughs> Look at the shit that they'll buy.
0: And I think Crazy. For, for context, they toured with Kiss off of this album. Yes, off of this and album. It's not like Kiss was touring and Deftones is on their like fourth or fifth album and no. have been established. It's like, hey, let's take these weirdos in these baggy-ass khakis <laughs> and and uh, tank tops and throw them out there and let them get ridiculed by the fat dude with the beard. <laughs> Of which there are several. And, uh, yeah, they went out on tour, which is crazy. Like, what's the what's the cross-pollination of people hearing Deftones at a Kiss concert being
1: like, hmm, this is for me? Yeah, like a lot of, like, dads that are, like, uh, into whatever fucking music Kiss is considered, I guess, like... Just, like, rock. Just fucking... I mean, it's not even glam rock, really. I guess it kind make of,
2: like... <laughs> <it up>. <laughs>
1: Apparently they got uh, booed a lot, and they thought it was really funny, which I would have too. Like, um, yeah, like
0: what are you supposed to do? You just have yeah. to go out there and just you're kind of performing for yourself at a certain point, right?
1: Right. And apparently, uh, Sugar Ray oh, was another opener with them. So Sugar Ray, Deftones, and then Kiss.
0: Wow! Yeah, which one? Even
1: Sugar Ray and Deftones is kind of a, this <laughs> kind of, I mean, it, it's more in line with each other. But even those two are are pretty different. Uh, I would feel like different crowds, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, Monster Magnet. Yeah, totally makes sense. I get opening for Monster Magnet. Um, your favorite band,
0: and I could see. Do you Ma- still hate Monster Magnet? No, I don't actually.
1: Okay, good, because I like uh, Monster Magnet. I means.
0: actually heard Space Lore. I used to. What used Ross to is hate. Yes, what song. Ross is referring to is back in high school, and I feel like this happened with all of us. There's a group of us, and each of us had a, a song or band that we just absolutely despised. My tastes have since changed, and I'm happy for it because I fucking love Space Lord. Now I heard it on Sirius XM like last week as I was heading home for lunch. And I cranked that shit all the way up, and it's so it's like surprisingly dynamic. Yeah, and for like just a regular straightforward rock song, I was like, God, what did I not like about this? It was so much fun. Like, song um, fucks. the the Andrew WK song "Party Hard." Dude, I didn't like that song the first time I heard really? it. Really? Yeah. And then wow. I came around. It like finally like clicked with me. Oh, he's just like having fun. I like fun. Oh, that's what this fucking shit is. Yeah. Holy shit! And, that song is uh, great. Uh, both of those songs are great, um, and I could I could definitely see Monster Magnet opening for Kiss. They seem like a little bit throwbacky, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Deftone, Sugar Ray. I don't I don't know, man. But I think maybe yeah, at that time, Kiss was just trying to be like, I I don't know this to be true, but I'm gonna say it anyway, <laughs> and it's gonna be NDC canon at this point. Um, uh, I feel like at this point in time. Kiss was trying to, like, eh, not necessarily revamp their career, but just try to reinsert themselves as being cool, you know? I Uh, think, like,
1: that comic with uh, Todd McFarlane. Did he draw – well, he probably did the covers, but I think probably Greg Capullo or somebody in McFarlane's –
0: Yeah, it was like a – oh, like Angel Medina or something like that. that. Yeah, that sounds right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they had they had that 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 comic that they did uh, with like action figures because I guess McFar Todd McFarland's like a big Kiss fan. Yeah, not not surprising. No, <laughs> at all.
0: Oh uh, hello, ho- Okay, guys. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, no. Okay, <laughs> okay, but.
1: Oh uh, yeah. boy, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's uh it's a really funny. It's a really funny funny image thinking about uh, Deftones opening for Kiss. I just I love that fact.
0: Real quick, uh Deftones is from Sacramento, California. Sacramento according to there we go. Uh, Wikipedia. And since we corrected ourselves on air, we don't have to go back and edit it out. Nope. We meant to do it. It's all written here in the script. Uh-huh. We <laughs> nailed it. Um We can't
1: be too perfect for you guys.
0: <laughs> Why even try No one's getting get in jail? Uh the entire album, as we said, was produced by Terry Date and Deftones, except for the hidden track, a.k.a. track 11 on the streaming platforms, I guess, uh, titled Fist, sometimes first, depending on yeah. where you, you look it up, uh, which was produced by Ross Robinson of uh, production fame, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. He, he produced that first Corn album, but um, you wouldn't know it by listening to that track, really. It's like a very quiet song, and then it kind of slowly builds up, but it's, it's still like somewhat mellow. I right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, I think that's a lot of uh, the whole first fist thing is um, really yeah. indicative of. Uh, I remember my Chino's. first fist. Hell oh, yeah, dude. Hey, that
0: fist right there, man.
1: Dude. Iron fist. Hey, you got a picture of it. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, uh it's it's indicative of chino's um say, say like lyrical style at this time which was just very off the cuff and uh there's like no linear notes so there's no like official lyrics people have like made lyrics is it linear or liner Li- liner okay linear well, you can say either one.
0: You could have just said whatever <laughs> you. You could have said
1: like yeah. Ap- it's apothecary. I'd you can say like, either oh, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart apothecary. people say li- linear, linear. So yeah. liner notes. No, but, you're. Right. But they are linear, are they not? I yeah, I guess by virtue of being words on a page, they are linear. Well, there you go. <laughs> you can read them left or right. You know or right to right. We'll the left. It's I'm not here to it's judge. the same
0: thing. Look, it's. We've stumbled upon something great yet again. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Cracked that thing, um, yeah. But he he uh, <laughs> would would uh, cup the mic with his hands, as is the style of many new metal people at the time. Uh, so the uh, the vocals get very just kind of drowned out. And Chino does a lot of like crazy vocal things um, where he'll he'll cup and he'll yell in weird ways and and sort of do uh, like kind of kind of creating a, a vocal effects just. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, without you know, without like a pedal or anything, he does like weird things to make uh, the vocals sound very uh, uh, unique. Uh, he's definitely got a unique vocal style. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um,
0: and, and the melodies he writes are—are are they melodies? I guess they are, like legally speaking. But like, yeah,
1: he's a big—he's a big uh, like like new wave fan. So yes, um, he yeah, he's got almost like uh, like an. <sighs> I don't know how else to, to to describe it other than like an Indian melody or like Middle Eastern hey now, melody. Hey, where it's... hey, <laughs> hey. People who don't
0: listen to Let's Talk About Stuff may not know this, but uh, despite my name being Brent, uh, I am in fact a, a brown person and uh, I do take horrible offense to anyone saying anything remotely, uh, in, in, anything about minorities or anything. I will take wild offense to it. <laughs>
1: He's a snowflake <laughs> yeah i w
0: I'm a brown snowflake, yep, it's like a turd anyway hey, hey.
1: Harry turd um he uh <laughs> uh but but it's sort of like um kind of reminds me of uh tool like maynard's, like where he does like these vocal I don't know how to to really describe it, but his melodies sort of have these i'm sure there's like a musical term for it, mm-hmm. um, but they kind of do these like up and down um. I'm gonna try to do it. We have to edit this out. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not gonna do it. <clears throat> Psych. It, it's like he he bends
0: the notes as he sings them. Yeah. But he also does like uh, a percussive like rapping style. Yeah. Uh, on some of the songs as well, and sometimes he does both on on a song. Uh, so he's got. A ton of variation yeah. in his vocal style. I
1: think he, he becomes a much better singer as time goes on. I think on this one he's sort of the his his melodies are sort of um I I like it because it's not maybe musically correct. Like he's not maybe hitting the notes perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I like it because it's it's very unique. Um but he's he's definitely got, yeah, like a a style of singing that's that's unlike anyone else. I think it becomes much more refined as time goes on.
0: Well, I'm glad you brought up the microphone cupping and all of that stuff because that was actually part of my next note, which is that the uh, the album vocals were performed live with the band and he used a handheld microphone. Yeah. Ross. Um, he uses an SM58 Sure microphone, which are the same microphones we're using right now. We are both Chino's Merino. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming from inside the podcast.
1: I can feel Chino in me.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just relax. Sorry. Just relax. Fight the strap. Um, we also have to talk about the cover of this album, uh, which is a. Um, she Shell? I thought that's what it was when I saw (laughs) it at your house when we were in high school. Uh, It's actually a bulb syringe, which is used to suck snot out of babies' noses. (laughs) And I didn't realize that until I had pulled this up on Apple Music to listen to the album like a few weeks ago. And I was like, this seashell looks weird. (laughs) Like these ridges on it are too perfectly circular. And uh, yeah, it's not a seashell at all. And. This kind of goes hand in hand with Deftones' album covers going forward. Like, mm-hmm. very rarely do they have anything to do. Sometimes they work against whatever the title of the album White is. White pony has a black pony on it.
1: <laughs> Wait, what? Does it really? It has a pony on it. Yeah. Well, there's different. Okay, oh, I thought, so I thought you said black pony. Uh, well, there's which different,
0: is racist again. I'm not gonna stand. For I know.
1: It. There's different um, versions of the album. I had the original version, which I think was a silver cover with a black. Uh, horsey on it mm. uh, But I think like Since then Like there's been Different reissues That have um, The the Different Different colors And mm. such
0: White pony is For drugs right Yes Okay I thought so um, And then the album Gore um, Doesn't have a picture Of Al Gore on it At all It's just a bunch Of flamingos Stupid It's Okay
1: <laughs> Okay boomers No it's cool <laughs> It's vaporwave dude <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, I like the cover. I, I do not like that album. It's probably my least favorite. I mean, it is my least favorite Deftones album. It's like Gore. one of
0: the, one of the most mellow ones, right?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 got a lot of mixing problems, which is weird. It's the second album. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of mixing problems.
0: Interesting. It's like that time I fucked up Kool-Aid. I'll never live that down. I don't, no. get, I don't get invited back to family reunion. You're lucky. Your, your wife's
1: still with you after that.
0: I know. I didn't even... I didn't even meet her yet. She was pissed. And she was, I told her about it. And she was like, I, I don't think this is for me. I was like, we're on the altar right now. She was like, well, I don't care.
1: Yeah, I was your best man, and I was trying to get her to <laughs> yeah, dump your ass. <laughs> I was like, hey, baby, drop the zero and get with the hero.
0: <laughs> and then you both watched the entirety of Cool as Ice. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then you like watched it in reverse, but mm-hmm. then also forward, kind of like people do with um, The Shining, and it's just like layers upon layers, you know? Yeah. People don't understand.
1: Those movies have a lot more in common than most people realize.
0: It, Yeah. You have to watch it with an open mind, potentially but whole.
1: Open mind, open hearts.
0: Um, Like Sugar Ray's debut, this album was initially unsuccessful, but because of word of mouth and extensive touring with Kiss, like you had mentioned, mm-hmm. the album caught on with fans. And how do fans in general, like Deftone fans, view this album? Like, do they they like this or is it just like they is this just like part of it this is just simply what this album sounds like and this is all they've known it to sound like so it's not as jarring
1: well, no. It, it, pretty much everyone unanimously agrees that the mixing on this is terrible. I mean, there's okay. no way you can't. It's like <laughs> no one is like I'm defending the mixing on <laughs> Adrenaline. It's good. It,
0: it's like Metallica's Injustice for All. Right. It's just like universally, this is shit. Yeah.
1: Um, there are kind of like two camps of Deftones fans.
0: Follow your nose. Yes. Mm-hmm. Two kind. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you've got uh, you've got the people who are like White Pony and on. and Then you have the people who are like half of White Pony and earlier. <laughs> So oh. it's sort of like the the people who enjoy the heavier stuff, um, because there's a lot of heavy stuff on White Pony, even though it, it a lot of the time gets kind of remembered as softer because a lot of the the hits on there were, were softer, uh, like change and stuff. Um, but uh, people who like the heavy stuff really like adrenaline and around the fur, and people who like the softer stuff sort of uh, gravitate more towards, um, I can know, is it Yoinokan I think that's how you say it. Oh, okay, know. yeah. Um, and a lot of people like gore, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, people, uh, diamond eyes. Um, people kind of like those albums more. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of have a split, and then you obviously have a ton of people mm-hmm. who just like like all of it. Um, but the people who like the heavy stuff really defend this album as being good because they like the heavier Deftones. Um, I you know I still like this album. Um, obviously the mixing is god awful, and you can't say it enough. Um, but it, it uh, yeah, I think I, I think a lot of people who are more fans of the the later stuff, like the Diamond Eyes and stuff, um, don't much care for this album because it's just heavy and kind of all over the place and and scatter shot, and it doesn't have very much soft the, the the dynamic stuff that they get known for, sort of like the sexy metal that they they sort of get labeled as later on. Oh sure.
0: Um, in September of two thousand eight. Adrenaline was certified platinum meaning that 1 million albums were sold in the US which has allowed the band to obviously produce more records go on extensive tours and through all of this Stephen Carpenter has decided mm, earth is probably flat right Of course it is Yes like how could you not <laughs> I've traveled around this gl- I'm sorry across this flat planet Yes and I've uh, decided it's a flat earth like how can we not acknowledge it Yeah it's uh it's weird
1: He's the and I I think I said this on the uh, the lost <laughs> episode yes uh, that he is the annoying kind of stoner <laughs> yeah the stoner that uh, references Fahrenheit 911 and uh, wants to tell you all about how cars uh, should be able to run on water but the government you know. <sighs> covered it up or something they're like into UFOs <laughs> yeah. and shit. I don't yeah. know.
0: Um, you had, you had mentioned previously on the last episode, and that's a good title for it, that if somebody is in for a penny, they're in for a pound on conspiracies.
1: Oh yeah. No, like, you don't just have one conspiracy.
0: Yeah. It's like, Oh, this is just leading me down a path. That's right. all this is now. Yeah. yeah. You have all the conspiracies,
1: uh-huh. but everything is valid. If one is. Yeah. And there's stupid. It's, <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs>
0: Well, this album came out before all of that drama, to our yes. knowledge, anyway. Uh, this album put out two singles, which was uh, first one was Seven Words," and then the second. Or the, did I say the second one? What did I say? First. Okay, hold on. Whoa, hold I'm on. stroking out. Holy <laughs> shit! Start it <laughs> from, right? from the top. He's uh, in direction
1: and he's <laughs> stroking. It. Uh,
0: this album produced two singles. That's the that's the collection go. of words I was trying to say. Uh, first single was Seven Words. The second one was Bored, though there were four music videos total, Seven Words, Bored, Root, and Engine Number 9 that were produced. I think the latter two were like live performance videos or something like that. Just yeah. something that they could put out or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the sound for the Deftones at the time, which is uh, sonically a blend of loud and heavy elements with uh, more like softer and more melodic stuff. When you had said new wave, uh, Chino's vocals are like new wave influenced. that's that's obvious but also different than Jonathan Davis's approach, even though he's influenced by new new wave as well.
1: Right. And, and Chino has said a lot that one of his biggest vocal influences is Shade. <laughs> yeah Which makes sense it Makes a lot of sense If you start listening Because I, I listened to Deftones before I listened to Sade mm-hmm. And our mutual friend uh, R.I.P. Big Papa Preston Yes um, Was really into Sade And he got me Listening to them later on Um, And I got really into Sade And fucking incredible She's amazing Is that Smooth Operator?
0: Yes Hell yeah
1: Um, But it's really it. Like listening to it I was like man That sounds like Chino's melodies and then like I didn't know that he was a fan of Sade at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I was reading something where he said that is one of my biggest vocal influences, like yeah, okay. It's very fucking obvious if you listen to Sade. That's crazy. I never thought about yeah. that. Holy yeah, shit. That's pretty cool.
0: That's, that's
1: pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um Wow, that's weird.
0: I never would have guessed that in a million years. I know. You know how, like, sometimes you'll see YouTube videos of bands rehearsing for either performance or maybe they're, like, sound checking before, like, the audience gets uh, loaded into an arena or whatever, and you hear, like, them play, like, a song that's unexpected or, you know, they're just, like, fucking around or whatever. Right. There was a time where, um, I think maybe it's, like, an article I read somewhere where the, uh, the interviewer was, like, watching Slipknot warm up for a a show somewhere and Corey Taylor started singing, um, Oh Sherry by journey. (laughs) It's just like some super random thing. I was like, Oh yeah. That's like, if you're in these heavy bands, that doesn't mean that's the only thing you've ever listened to. Right. Your influence is just like from everything.
1: Yeah. It's like Wes Borland says it's like one of his biggest influences or favorite band is Ween.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I remember, (laughs) which makes
1: sense. If you hear big dumb face, it makes a lot of sense.
0: If you've ever seen Wes Borland, live on st- if you've ever googled west borland <laughs> yeah. you could tell you if you've seen his artwork it's all it's all right there it's all right there
1: oh man he was selling uh, one of his paintings here recently on ebay i went for way more i don't remember exactly how much it went for but i wanted it so bad it was just a skull and it looked awesome oh, he's, really? a, he's a great painter he's a fucking phenomenal painter
0: oh my god that cover to chocolate starfish and oh, yeah. flavored water
1: yeah but he's gone like since then, he's mm-hmm. gone even like way past that. And he is like a legit, legit painter. Yeah. Uh
0: he does like oil paints, I think. Yeah, and he's just of...
1: huge ones. He does like twelve foot tall, like m- fucking massive maybe not twelve foot tall, uh mm-hmm. and, like six foot tall or something. Like mm-hmm. like fucking huge canvases and they're incredible. That's awesome. Yeah. Hell really yeah. Really good. Dude's talented as hell.
0: Yeah. I think he is this Limbisket. That has like, he's painted his, um, his like amp or whatever, or maybe like painted a screen and put in front of his amp. Maybe this is a different band I'm thinking of. Maybe I'm just imagining he he does.
1: He's painted, yeah, like he used to do the paint of the rabbits on there a lot. He used to paint like these like bunnies. (laughs) I don't know. They were like stylized, they look really cool though. He used to paint those all over stuff.
0: It was like him and Matt Groening, right? Yes. What was that? It was like something hell.
1: Hell, life in hell. Life in hell.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Wes Borland hugely influenced by Matt Groening's work.
1: Yeah, they, they, they were hilarious comic strips too. <laughs> I remember, I remember <laughs> loving Simpsons as a kid, and then like, oh, Matt Groening did comic books, and you're like, oh, really? cool mm-hmm. like comic books but you know, comic strips i'm like oh awesome then you go read life in hell and you're like what it's <laughs> i'm like, sure it'd be funnier as an adult but as a kid i was like i don't fucking get any of this it's
0: like a, a 16 panel grid with two weird looking rabbits that uh are facing each other one says what are you up to and then it's 14 panels of silence and then that last panel is just like not much
1: you my shorts
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> it sucks hard I think it would. I think it would be funny. Like I hear enough people that I respect talk about it and, and talk about how it's funny. So I haven't read any of those. But as a kid, goddamn, I thought they sucked. I haven't
0: witnessed it myself <laughs> yeah. or anyone I know. But Scuttlebutt is. <laughs> um, so uh, going back to the sound here, there are distorted guitars and warm, uh, warm bass tones, but they don't really meld well. No. And I said previously that it sounds like they are missing a second guitarist. Like he like quit during the production process or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And that's it's missing that linking guitar tone or whatever. Yeah. And it's I can't Linking Park. Yes. I can't put my finger on why it doesn't mix properly. I don't know what happened. I don't know if like one is just way louder than the other or I don't know. It it I can't I don't have the language available to me to describe what it sounds like so luckily we'll we'll play some songs here shortly and, and we can get into it but yeah it's weird um and then uh we got to talk about the drums abe cunningham mm. is a fantastic drummer mm. the his whole deftones career he's been an yeah. incredible drummer uh and you can hear some of that incredibleness come through But it doesn't quite have the impact of later releases because the the drums feel like they're just like sitting away in the background. Like at least the, like the kick drum, uh, it's just like a little sound instead of like a a big, like hit,
1: hit, hit, dude. Yeah. 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 It, it it really, the mixing is just garbage on this. Mm -hmm. the, The guitar overpowers everything. It overpowers the vocals. Yeah. Which is weird, and and you know, new metal, the mixing style for new metal was always very bass heavy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's like no bass in this album. It's it's wild. Yeah, I, I said uh, why well, said it on our <coughs> uh, lost episode, lost episode, mm-hmm. that uh, I feel like I have to EQ my my stereo every time I listen to this album and yeah. you can make it sound better. I'm not going to say you can make it sound good. You can make it sound better if you play with the EQ, but is it worth it to listen to one album? <laughs> like, no,
0: you don't have to like fuck up your entire shit just to listen to this album. Right. And honestly, you're probably going to listen to like maybe three songs. Right. And then switch back to, you know, monster magnet. Of course. Mm-hmm.
1: Lord, motherfucker.
0: <laughs> um. all right well should we just get into listening to some of these songs let's do it let's go ahead and uh, I, I we mentioned this on the, the last episode but uh, obviously no one's heard that it's impossible because we're not releasing it but uh, <laughs> I don't think we're gonna go track by track on the not every no. track anyway um, we will uh, go through most of the songs I believe um, but I just simply don't have notes for some of these because they yeah. sound like Oh, this song sounds exactly like the song before it or whatever. So it's not not a whole lot there. For example, uh track three one week, my only note is it's been. Like <laughs> this song came out, it's spelled O O N E W E A K instead Whoa, of dude, W-E-E-K. Oh, holy shit. I know. This is this beat Bare Naked Ladies song <laughs> by like three years. And I think we know which one is more popular. Well duh. Deftones. So uh but yeah it's gonna be shit like that is, is like my right. minor notes for some of this shit. But let's start with track number one board and this is how the album opens. That guitars. You can probably turn it up just a little bit if you wanted. If I don't want to. Well I would still appreciate it. Right. <laughs> It'd be
1: helpful. Okay. All you had to say.
0: coming in with uh, the, the softer vocals. Yeah. A little bit different than uh, what you would expect from a, a heavier album. But if people didn't know Deftones at this point, right? They do now. <laughs> okay, you turned down just a bit, I think. Um, maybe they're just like walking through Uh, Sam Goody at the time and they're like oh sweet I love seashells I'll check this (laughs) album out so they like turn this on they hear the distorted guitar and then they hear the soft vocals and then it you know finally kicks in there and right yeah it's like oh okay this is like uh, that Sugar Ray band that I've heard so much (laughs) about Um,
1: an old band of mine uh, used to cover this and I was the uh, I was the singer for it for this for this one song not for the band
0: did you did you play bass at the same time yes Okay.
1: Yeah. Is it, it, it's a very. You? No. This song's no. a very easy song to play. Oh. Okay. Um, it's basically like three notes, I think, the entire time.
0: I feel like they do that often. Like, Head Up is just like a few notes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotta love that song, though. But see, like, the guitar. So, like, Tinny. It just. It's, it sounds. I'm Timmy. Uh-huh. <laughs> it sounds so, like,. It sits, like, way up high. It's like oil and water. You yeah. could s- visually see the guitar sitting on top of the mix of everything. <laughs> I feel like vocals, drums, bass, all of that stuff is, like, well-mixed for the most part. Those three, they balance out. But the guitar just sits so high up in the mix, just, like, above everything. It just, yeah. And I never get used to it. I've listened to this album all the way through maybe three or four times over the past... Uh, I don't know, a few weeks, however long we've been putting off <laughs> doing this <laughs> this episode. But um, I never get used to it, and it always draws this attention
1: Yeah, to that, you know? Such a bad tone. Such a bad tone, which, which is insane because if you Their just... name
0: is Deftones. And... Cause oh, I, get I get it! it. Oh my Jeez. God! You got me. Gino, oh, you You got me. Damn, we did it live. <laughs> Fuck yeah.
1: We solved it. <laughs> guys, we... The Deftones su- pop into the wall, through the wall, like <laughs> the Kool-Aid man. Yep. You
0: guys figured it out. You've solved Deftones.
1: <laughs> Your next clue is...
0: Karma <laughs> San Diego. Um, hell yeah. I, that that was perfect, actually. I was going to say my uh, my note here is that uh, the chorus is catchy after a few listens, yeah. Like the first it's, time it's, I yeah. I heard this song, a lot of this album, to be honest, I was just like, none of this stands out to me. But with re-listens, I will say that this the song uh, is one of one of the better songs on this album.
1: Yeah, it's definitely got a uh, like a melody to it that's yeah that's uh, recognizable.
0: Yeah, you could like sing along to it or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's always the case with Chino, uh, his vocals, but this one is is doable. Um, what do you think about this song being the album opener?
1: You know, I guess it's the best one for an album opener.
0: Of all the the tracks on here? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, is it a good album opener? <laughs> that, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you get to like Around the Fur. Yeah. Um, is such a powerful opening. Like, sl- uh, yeah, Jesus mm-hmm. slams you in the face with that, mm-hmm. and it's it's inc- the perfect album opener, I guess. For this one, probably the best. I I mm-hmm. mean, I don't know what else, what else you would put before it. I don't. I, I can think of another song that would work better there.
0: I, I think sonically there are a couple of other songs, but because of their naming convention, I think their placement is important where they are, and we'll get to that exactly. momentarily because it's going to be stupid. Don't worry, listeners. It will be <laughs> dumb. Uh, do you have any notes for tracks two or three, minus Blindfold, or One Week?
1: Um, No, no. no. Okay. Nosebleed is really the next one. Cool, let's move on to that one. Track four. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, this one... I really dig the like, uh, like there's like a pre-chorus to this, mm-hmm. um, where Abe, I feel like this is where you hear Abe shine. Uh, Abe just fucking nails this. We can fast forward if you want, or unless you got something to stay here, we can we can scrub towards it.
0: Uh, I was just gonna say that I feel like the guitar work on this song in particular is in the DNA of a shitload of new metal releases that are coming later down oh, yeah. the road. You know, in the timeline. Um, that in particular, that, oh yeah, oh yeah. And that reminds me, I, you know what, I had this reflection not too long ago, where I was like, oh man, I, I used to play in a new metal band, like I was a DJ in a new metal <laughs> band. This band called Second Flesh, and we had this demo, yada yada yada. Anyway, uh, this song that we had called "Rite of Passage" had a similar little like guitar flourish in it, like that. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't know. I don't, I don't think our guitarist at the time was like big into. Uh, Deftones But Again You hear this shit Like peppered throughout All these other New metal bands Albums Yeah It's You're gonna pick up shit Without even knowing like Maybe it's Source Or whatever Right Oh my god Every time I hear it (laughs) Like it really It like It brings me joy If I'm being honest Like I have Nostalgia for that weird Little like Guitar uh, (laughs) Not Not a
1: squeal What would you call that? Um, it's sort of a muted, like, um, is it like
0: a pitch harmonic or something? Is that
1: I've heard that term? I don't think so. I think it's just like a like a muted, like, little flourish kind of thing that they okay. do. Okay. Muted yeah. flourish. <laughs> yeah. A beautiful girl's Dude, name. Band name. <laughs> muted flourish. Okay. Th- this right here, you can hear some of uh, some of his drumming. It. it... Just shut up! Shut up! Shut, shut up! Yeah, right here, see? It's just a bass drum over and over. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it's a little bit after this, actually. Okay.
0: But, like, the bass and the bass drum, like, the bass and the drums work well here. Oh, yeah. But the guitar, even though it's, like, barely being played, it's so loud. Yeah. It's almost intrusive.
1: you know mowing it all over himself hell yeah dude squirt You can hear that poppy poppy snare Uh uh-huh poppy snare
0: he's he's got more like double bass uh in this than i would imagine from like deftones i don't think of deftones as being like a, a double bass band right you know That guitar, man. Yeah. It's like it's only it doesn't even have mids, it's just highs. <laughs> are we are we at the part
1: you're talking about? Uh it was it, it was it was before. It was like just oh. a very short little part. Um but it we don't have to go around. It's fine. Let's do it on your own. (laughs) Uh,
0: Check out the uh, the the Spotify playlist, the Nudist Colony Spotify playlist, if you want to check out these songs yourself. Um, So, uh, I believe the next song you wanted to talk about was Track Five, Lifer, or I'm sorry, Lifter, Lifter. Uh, Yeah, we can. can. Did you want to? I thought you had notes about it. I have none. Zero. Yeah. I went back and listened to the song earlier today. I was like, oh, I think Ross mentioned this on the last episode. Let me go back and listen to it. I started this, and then I just immediately tuned out. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't want to, like, shit on the Deftones. Like, I don't – I like them, like, well enough. I feel like this is a very –
1: this drum part right here. It's, like, a very standard – Cunningham drum beat, Mm -hmm. like poppy. Yeah. Well, it's kind of got this like weird, like almost like an offbeat uh, rhythm to it. There's that guitar. Yeah. Yeah. I hear the offbeat
0: like drums right there, like the snare hits.
1: Yeah, it, it. I think it's a. I think this is a decent song. Um, this is one of my my more preferred ones. I, I really do dig the chorus um, on this because he, Chino's, really belting on it, really singing it out there. Um, coming up here in just one second.
0: Coming up at the top of the song, we've got the middle of the song. <laughs>
1: I like that vocal delay effect
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah I
0: feel like hmm, I'm glad you said that I feel like Deptones uh, it's a band that's not really afraid to uh, do weird things with vocals yeah. whether it's like something like this cats
1: Feels like he's doing is this the butthole cut, cut? What's the, uh, the megaphone yeah. like, like Scott Weiland used to do? I'm oh, fairly certain yeah. that's what that is.
0: Okay. That was like eight cats fucking or something like that. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I feel like he, he'll he do like clean singing like this, but he'll also cup the mic like you've mentioned, and he'll do like weird little like... Uh, <laughs> you literally just said it. My brain shut like off. Vocal flourishes? Uh, the, the like delay... Sound or whatever.
1: Oh, right, yeah. The delayed effect.
0: Yeah. And it's something they utilize well. But I don't really necessarily think of them like I think about his vocals being like very grounded when I think of Duff Tones. But they they do like fuck with the sound of his vocals. Yeah. From time to time. But not like in any way that necessarily draws attention to it to me. Right.
1: Well I think I think it's I think it's because he... He has such a strange, unique voice anyways that, like, when they do apply some kind of effect, it almost sounds like he's doing it, like, just without an effect, if that sounds right. Like, because, like, he does the the cupping uh, with the mic. So he's always, like what you were saying earlier, always kind of playing with the way his vocals are coming across. And so I think whenever they do put some kind of effect on it, you're almost like, well, is he cupping? Is he uh, is he doing that without, an, without you know... Um, post-production like effects or anything like that um but yeah like you said it's it's very it it, it doesn't stand out like you like it would in like a like a limb biscuit or like a corn it's like would be very obvious whenever they would do that but chino's vocals are already so just like bizarre that any any kind of affecting that they put on there just sort of blends in really well
0: And you had mentioned that they wanted this album to sound like it was recorded in a garage or something like that, right? Yeah. So I imagine that's where the cupping of the microphone maybe right. originated from. But he carried that forward on later releases, right? Like, does he still do that that technique? I know he does it on Around the Fur, but... It's a good question. What about, like, I, on more modern stuff?
1: I would think no. Okay. That's I canon. I would think no. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't
0: do it. You've heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, do you have any other notes for that song? Nope, that's it. All right, so track six, which is Root. Root. Um, I only have one note on this one, and it's that I feel like all of the guitar strings on the chorus are being played at once. Like he's, <laughs> Probably. He's, he's playing like...
1: How can I Boy, explain that this? tone. It, like it, it, it sounds so good at the first, you're like, ooh, this is going to really kick in, and then that tone comes in, and Jesus yeah, Christ, just, it just... Ugh, just
0: it's like you're listening to it's like a (laughs) locust yes yes like a locust swings (laughs) Um, it's like you were listening to Hmm. it's like you're in the mixing studio and you've got the like nice production speakers set up you're listening to vocals bass drums all of that coming through those speakers and then there was like an issue with the wiring for the guitars like being fed through the, the console so like I have a Bluetooth speaker that has been in my swimming pool for eight months. Uh, I know it's winter, but we're gonna go ahead and feed that through there. So I'm gonna to have to crank it all the way up.
1: I'm gonna put it in a paint can, I'm gonna set a couple of holes in it, and we're just gonna put the mic right on top of it.
0: <laughs> I've got some locust juice I'm gonna sprinkle in there as well. That's what it sounds like. But like on the, the chorus here, I feel like the entire, like all six or seven strings are being played at once. Like I don't play guitar, but I feel like when you do play guitar, you're playing like maybe two, three strings at a time to play a chord. This is like all of he's just he's just playing all the strings. Yeah, is what it sounds like to me, and it's just it sounds uh, like a little bit ethereal, but also mm, not great.
1: Yeah, I, this is this is a song right here that I think if they had if they had recorded this in the same way that they recorded like around the fur, this would be. A really cool song but the fact that it's recorded the way it is it just gets lost in the rest of the songs yeah it's got some really cool dynamics here's the chorus
0: just like every chord yeah his hands his left hand is not even touching the fretboard no it's just all all of that shit
1: it's, it's a seven string i'm sure so it's like even yeah. added mm-hmm. more noise in there
0: he's like can you fly across the flat planet to get me an eighth string Thought I could put on this? Okay, see, this is rad. This I like.
1: Yeah. This is very new metal.
0: But this is, I don't feel like tones have a lot of, I don't feel like they plan a lot of vacations in Rift City, you know? But something like this, this is like a solid riff to me. Yeah. You
1: know, it has that has that bite to it, has a clear... Uh, I think Around the Fur has got a lot of good riffs on it. Oh but, my god. That yeah, is this, this one. No, they don't.
0: They don't take a, a lot of trips to Rift City, uh, in the chronology of Deftones. But they, I feel like they bought a vacation home in oh. around the fur, in <laughs> yeah. Rift City. They leased it at the very least. God damn, I keep doing it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I don't have any further notes on this, you
1: that part right there is that thing that he does where it's like almost sounds like Indian.
0: Yeah. I guess he's another Brown guy. So I'll let it slide, but
1: it's, it, it's got that. It almost has that tool, the, the way Maynard used to do his melodies. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's less nasal.
1: That last part really did really does have kind of like a, like a middle Easterny. um, Like, the guitar's almost got a Dick Dale thing going on.
0: Yeah.
1: I really like that ending. Okay. Okay, and the <laughs> next, next one here we're going... We're going with the seven words, baby. So Track number seven. I thought,
0: you know, the opening of this song could potentially be the opening of the album. Because it does have, like like a fun little build-up to it. It could the, be, yes. The, yeah. the guitar does still sound like bees, but <laughs> yeah. like overall, it's not as egregious to me right here, you know? Yeah. It just sounds like maybe it's a, a guitar effect or something like that. <laughs> right. Instead of like weird production. Um,
1: the problem is he, he uses that effect on almost every single song.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't realize... Baseline
1: what, here is great. Oh, yeah. He's really, like, driving the
0: song. Yeah. Basically.
1: Fucking awesome.
0: You can definitely tell he's, like, covering the mic
1: here, Oh, yeah.
0: He's, like, slightly muffled. But you can still understand what he's saying.
1: Is it fuck or suck?
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> the answer He, is, he says is, both. Yeah, yeah right? Uh, yeah. Doesn't he alternate?
1: Um... I think he said like he doesn't know which one he said on here. So like when they do it live, sometimes he'll say suck and sometimes he'll say fuck. So oh, fuck. he was
0: he was just like in the zone.
1: Yeah. Okay. I get the feeling this was recorded very quickly. This whole album like was just done in like a it, week.
0: It was certainly mixed very quickly. <laughs> yep. from, from what we could tell. <laughs> it is a speed run mix. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a YouTube compilation video of this <laughs> o- album being mixed. Um, I didn't realize what the seven words meant, like what that title refers to, but it, it refers to the phrase, you have the right to remain silent, and uh, the, the lyrics are about oppression of authorities up, and lashing out me. at them. Shut up, you do Oh. Oh,
1: God. God, It just came. <laughs> I just squirted in my pants. <laughs>
0: This is like if a child were to, like a white kid were to start rapping, but also his voice is going through changes. <laughs> yeah. That's what that sounds like. But, it sounds, it, good, sound good. but it sounds good. It sounds good. Like it's a, it's just like that specific that yeah. that version of um, white rapping. Let's say. Yeah. I, he's a brown guy, but like you know, it's it sounds like white rapping. Right. It falls within the category of. But they only have it's like two white sense.
1: guys in the band. Stephen Carpenter and Abe Cunningham.
0: I think so, yeah. Yeah. But like, to be fair to Stephen Carpenter, he's a lunatic. <laughs> so, <Yes.
1: laughs> you know. You guys can have him. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's fine. Uh, yeah. Um,
1: we got enough of crazy <laughs> white people. <laughs>
0: um, I, I saw that uh, when performing the song live, it typically closes out a Deftones set, and it's common for Chino to swap out their lyrics. Uh, of, I think like the third verse of this for lyrics of a popular pop song, yeah. At the time, um, do you remember seeing this song played live when you when you saw
1: them? Uh, he did Weezer. Um. Was so the
0: late Buddy Holly?
1: Maybe. I just remember it was Weezer. I don't remember who. I I I not remember. I, I know for a fact it was Weezer.
0: It'd be fun if he like swapped in like hash pipe lyrics because it's like (laughs) about drugs and it like somewhat relates to I forgot about that song. Jesus. Oh boy. I, you know what? A lot of people shit on Weezer, but honestly, if I had to listen to like a pop rock band, I think they're fucking solid. Yeah. You know,
1: I will say that they, it seems like they're doing a lot of covers these days, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's weird because they, it's like, Someone, someone should tell them, hey, when you do a cover, um, try to make it your own. Like, do it in your own style. But instead, they just, like, try to be as accurate as possible to the original song. <laughs> yeah. It's weird.
0: But, okay, here's here's my thought process on their thought process. Okay. If they play one of these songs live, they want it to be like, oh, this is definitely Inter <laughs> Sandman. This is definitely, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, uh,
1: Africa. Yes. Yeah.
0: I wanted to call it. Rains down in Africa. <laughs> yeah. I n- needed to chop off several of those words, but I, that's my approach to their thought process. Is like, oh, we want to play this song so people recognize it when we play it live. But it's like, you didn't need to record it that way. <laughs> yeah. Like, like if Limp Biscuit did like a pun intended uh, faithful version of the song "Faith" by George Michael, uh,
1: it would. Well, I guess it, it would it be nice. Go ahead, <laughs> go for it. The,
0: there's no need to continue okay
1: you've that's fair
0: you've beat the joke <laughs> <laughs> you've done it well played well played
1: yeah no i know what you mean like mm-hmm. if they tried to do like a straight down the middle like hey we're gonna try to be as faithful as possible to the source material
0: it's like that time that uh sea 2021 did a uh okay. a straight ahead like straightforward version of like whatever the the right. animation was based on like that episode <laughs> yeah. it was just like is this happening it's just like it's too <laughs> it's too le- it's too legit and it needs to quit it doesn't need to quit um any notes for track eight birthmark zero zero notes okay let's move on to track nine and uh i'll be honest with you this is my favorite song in the album this opening also i think could have been the opening to the album. However, yeah I could see that I however see that. this song is called engine number nine and I think we need to point out that track seven on this album is called seven words track nine is called engine number nine it's a 10 out of 10 album uh, despite the poor mixing the fact that they properly placed both of these tracks with numbers in them yeah 10 out of ten. Is intentional. You can't go wrong. No. <laughs> you can't get wrong with this shit. Those are two of the best songs as well. Yeah. And they, they got proper placement. Like, what can you do?
1: Right. It's funny that, yeah, they, they, they got two two songs that have numbers in them, and they put them perfectly where they need to go.
0: That's, they did it.
1: I do love this song. This song is great.
0: Yeah. I Yeah. I watched them play the uh, this song live on YouTube a couple of times. Like, over the years or whatever. Yeah. You could see you see the difference in like weight game. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't wanna be mean, but like you can tell when they start making money,
1: you know. Chino's G- had some fluctuations there.
0: <laughs> it's those had some fluctuations as a Big Max. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It kinda seems weird to go back and see him like skinny.
1: Right like, it is, yeah. He was really skinny.
0: I I I kinda prefer him as a doughboy, you know? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, but yeah, I, I love this song. I'm pretty sure that's cheap. Oh, with the backing vocals, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what he did uh, live that I saw. Damn. Like demonic. That is, yeah, that's intense. He had to do it that way. Ooh. Otherwise, it would be lower than the guitar in the mix. Okay, I'm
1: sorry. Mm-hmm. This is drum fill right here.
0: Intense sneering. man.
1: Yeah, he's a good drummer.
0: You could tell by the drumming. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's said... a. You could tell by how it is. <laughs> Some
0: of my my favorite memes are those memes that's like just like a whole shitload of like stuff that's been photoshopped to death, Oh. <laughs> but it's like like Jesus writing. A velociraptor into battle. <laughs> yeah. and it has like all these rockets, and he's like cyborg Jesus and shit. And like the thing is, you could tell this is photoshopped by the pixels or whatever. But it's like
1: they call them deep fried, like when they're oh, super okay. saturated and mm. like jpegged out. Yes, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But it's like hell it yeah.
2: Mm.
0: This song front to back just fucking rocks. Yeah, it's incredible.
1: Yeah, they played this. Live. I've seen them a couple times, and uh, when they played this live, fucking roof caved in. Goddamn, so badass.
0: <laughs> there were no survivors. <laughs> they, no, blow, they blow me. through town. <laughs> <laughs> they they always leave one just to tell the tale. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I that's that's all my notes on that one. Is like it's my favorite track. It fucking rules. I I don't remember hearing that song until listening to this album for. The podcast. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So I don't remember ever coming across it. And as soon as I heard it the very first time, I was like, oh, this is the best fucking song yeah. on the album. Like, you could tell immediately it fucking rules.
1: I'm about to admit something. Um, Well, it's embarrassing. Oh. <laughs> when I was younger. Oh, it's butt stuff. is definitely butt stuff. It, well, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be a story that I tell <laughs> if butts weren't involved. That's true. Uh, n- No. I, uh, whenever I got this album. Uh-huh uh i was really into dragon ball z
0: oh sure just for
1: all you haters out there Mm. i was into it before anybody else was Uh, okay to yeah uh to further spell this
0: out we owned dragon ball z clothing before we knew who these fucking characters were
1: yep that's true yeah Mm-hmm. I was in, this is back when in order to watch Dragon Ball Z you had to wake up at like five o'clock in the morning on a Sunday
0: ass crack a fuck yep mm-hmm.
1: and I, I had like a VHS tape that I had a bunch of these recorded I was really really into Dragon Ball Z mm-hmm. um so this would have been like what, 97 98 ish yeah uh, somewhere in there um that was the only way to see them was like crazy early that you couldn't you couldn't get like the VHS's of them even like mm-hmm. they didn't even have those uh the, there was one store in town. Was it Gadzooks, I believe? I think it was Gadzooks. Could have been teasers. Could have been teasers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that had Dragon Ball shirts. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah, that was like it, the it was only the media yeah. that you could buy, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at least in Tulsa, Oklahoma at, at this time. Uh-huh. Um, but I was super, super, super into Dragon Ball Z. And um, I thought that maybe if I like trained hard enough, maybe I could go Super Saiyan. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I thought it. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh so so when I was a kid, I used to listen to that song and to Seven Words uh back to back and I would uh, in my mm-hmm. room like do Dragon Ball Z like punches and kicks and like try to do my power ups mm-hmm. and stuff and I would listen to that <laughs> as loud as possible and I would like put the chair underneath the doorknob so no one could walk in and mm-hmm. see my fucking embarrassment thing mm-hmm. that I was doing and uh would just like try to go like crazy in my room, like mm-hmm. punching and kicking and uh uh really just being an absolute knob. Is that the <laughs> thing that British say? British people say a knob? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I was being a knob, I guess. All right. Twat Yes, yes indeed. Uh you think the Dragon Ball <laughs> Great impression. <laughs> um
0: I will see your uh embarrassing story of Kung Fu youth. Okay, and I will, uh, maybe not raise, but match you with this. Here we go. I would do the same thing. Yeah. Except instead of Deftones, I would, when my my uh, I was like a latchkey kid, family wasn't home at the time. I would crank up the <laughs> Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, <laughs> <laughs> the movie soundtrack, <laughs> and I did so much bullshit kung fu. To devos. Uh, what, what is that? What is that song? Uh, not
1: even like the theme song or like right out. Oh, I mean, that was part
0: of it, but, but that Devo song was my favorite one. Um, It's like, uh, what is it? It's not everybody dance. Now that's a, a different thing. Uh, Are you ready? Are you ready? Is the name of that song. Yeah. Uh, I, I got so fucking hyped for that. And then I heard that song like a few years ago. I was like, what the fuck? I don't even, what, would, what did I see in this particular song? That I was like so full on the hype train for it.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm looking Are for you it trying to find, I'm okay. trying to find it. I, I mm. can't find it. That, uh. that movie
0: was so much fun back in the day. I cannot imagine it would possibly <laughs> hold up.
1: That's so. great. That's amazing. Uh huh. Yours is worse than mine. <laughs> 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 now they're both terrible. <laughs> Oh, whoops. Uh, that's oh not God. it. Whoops. Oh, Forget you heard yeah. that. Fuck We're yeah. good at audio. Oh, my God. Get fucked. Holy shit. I
0: heard that. Is that Ron Wasserman? <laughs> Ron Wasserman's very own
1: Power Rangers, uh, the movie. It just says, oh, yes, composed by Ron Wasserman, mm-hmm. yes. Who also
0: composed the theme song for the 90s X-Men cartoon.
1: Oh, really? hmm Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's it is a cool. Banger. That's a banger of a song right there. You're goddamn right.
0: Ron Wasserman's where it's at. Taste my ass, media. (laughs) Um, Media can get fucked. (laughs) Uh, Let's go back to the deafing tones. Um, Track 10, I don't really have any notes beyond like it's the the song follows the progression of rejection and wishing you were uh, more of what a girl wants. But also, I don't know how. What a
1: girl wants, what a
0: girl needs. Again, beating another artist to the air uh i don't think it was ever aired what is the name of this fucking song is it fi- for real? fire fire owl Why uh, do they do this
1: fire owl um they were trying to get rid of al borland on. Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. how about no tim <laughs> um do do we know what the name of the song is nope
1: i would think like for real like
0: for real yeah Pharrell? for real Oh my God!
1: God, these guys were like way ahead of the times. The
0: fucking revelations!
1: Mm-hmm. And now I
0: feel happy. I, oh my God!
1: This isn't just the best Deftone album; it's the best album. <laughs> Period. Little, little, little did we Full know. Stop.
0: See, this is why we have to take another close eye look <laughs> at new metal. We're discovering all kinds of shit here. Um, there was one time uh, before it got super popular. There was a, uh, there's a chain. Uh, that rolls through Oklahoma called uh, Qdoba. Mm. and my wife and I we went there to get some food once and uh, this was like a decade ago and uh, we walked in there and the guy behind the counter he was like hey what can I get you guys I was like uh how do you pronounce the name of this place he was like uh I don't know <laughs> And we're like, what? He's like, yeah, today's my first day. I was like, well, where, did you, where did you tell people you got a job? He's like, the Mexican food place. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay.
1: Okay, I want to say something controversial. Okay. Inward, word, incoming. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I think that Qdoba yeah. is better than uh, Chipotle. I said it. Yeah. I said it.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm not a picky eater, so it's all good. But I do like that you can get a naked burrito bowl at Qdoba. Oh, yeah. Maybe you could do that at Chipotle as well. I don't know. Well,
1: but- and Qdoba has cilantro, and most of the places that I go, most of the Chipotles that I go to, they don't have fucking cilantro. Oh. And I'm like, why are you giving me a burrito without cilantro in it? Mm-hmm. Get fucked. Hashtag get fucked. That's what I tell them every time. <laughs> Hashtag get fucked. <laughs> and i take a little um dixie cup that i have full of my piss whenever i was really dehydrated so it's yellow and stinky and i throw it on their face uh-huh. yeah did,
0: did you tell them to listen to your podcast
1: yes yeah of course
0: <laughs> give me your phone and i'll i'll subscribe for yeah. you
1: <laughs> what before this i a, throw the piss on their face
0: what is this an android i don't know how to i don't know just what do you use for how do you <laughs> you know what never mind you fucked um so yeah I, I don't know i don't have any notes on this song do you Track nope. ten. okay uh, do you can you go to the next track do you have is that just there yep okay so this is track 11 fist this is the song that is produced by Ross Robinson and it goes a little something like this <laughs>
1: Honk-shoe, honk-shoe, honk-shoe.
0: Like, there's nothing about this that screams Ross Robinson, right? That, like, to your mind?
1: No. I didn't know it was Ross Robinson produced until you told me. Yeah.
0: So, uh, what have you
1: uh, scrubbed forward a little bit? Got better. Nah. That's one minute 19 into it. Okay. Oh,
0: my God. What is that? The bees are back. (laughs) The bees! Sometimes this is uh, called first. Sometimes it's called fist. It, this should I, have been
1: the first song on the album. Yeah,
0: they <laughs> this is the, this is the opener and closer to the album. Um, yeah, Dead I guess it like depends d- on like w-
1: what pressing of the album it is. Dread first. Whatever. Wait, what? That's no, nothing. I said dread first, like Fred Durst. Oh, Spoonerize it. For- Never mind. Keep going. <laughs> edit that out. No,
0: it's impossible at this all point. Right. It's all easy. in one track. There's no editing. Um, but the lyrics are mostly whispered until like the very end of it or whatever. That's a note I took. Well, I don't have any. It. I don't have any recollection I've of that
1: one croon from Chino. <laughs> uh... Hey, you want to go get some McDonald's? Hey, hey, Brent, you want to go get some McDonald's? I think
0: Chino ate all. Of-
1: God. He's He ate the whole McDonald's!
0: He's
2: the <laughs> What's up, I guess.
1: He, my god, he's becoming a McRib! <laughs> Well, he'll that's, never be on the
0: show. That's why the McRib is only available at certain times. <laughs> yeah. It's like whenever the Deftones are on tour through Virginia your year. wakes up. Yeah. <laughs> it was year-long hibernation. Oh, it is a locust. I like this. I like this little weird noise. Best song on the album. <laughs> a plus. Eleven out of eleven. We've done it. They've done it.
1: If they had named the song 11, then it would have been good. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. Can you imagine? That would have been... You know what? You know what? They named the song first, and it's the last
1: song? Yeah.
0: I don't know how I feel about it. I'm going to have to have a, a sit.
1: Eat my asshole, dip and cum. <laughs>
0: um, so that was Deftones Adrenaline. Again, not every track, but um, you can listen to it yourself. Uh, It's available on... The Nudist Colony Spotify playlist. Go mm-hmm. check that out. It's going to be in the show notes. Check it out. Um, tell your friends or don't. I don't know. This is like a weird album to kind of recommend, but there's some good songs. Weird album. There. Weird album. Yes. Um,
1: if Weird Album,
0: <laughs> here we go.
1: If Weird Owl covered the Tones, I think it would go a little something like this. <laughs> Dare to be
0: stupid. <laughs> That's in a Transformers movie. I know. That's weird. Really weird. I remember watching that movie a while. Uh, it was like a Yesterday. holy shit. It was like two, 20 years ago. <laughs> Jesus fuck. Uh, and I was like, is this Weird Al's dare to be stupid in the <laughs> middle of this like action scene? And it was.
2: That it was stupid.
0: It was weird. Yeah, Al. Um, and that's where he got his name from. He he used to just be. It's a good movie though. Uh, Weird Al Borland. Uh, Yankovic, but it got changed. Uh, I need to go back and rewatch it. I've not not seen it quite. I don't think
1: so, Chino. <laughs> we
0: don't have the McRib. <laughs> we told you. This is Burger King. Please leave.
1: He ate Al Borland. <laughs> West Borland's brother.
0: Uh, well, you know what? Uh, let's wrap it up here. So you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at nudispod. You can email us nudistpod at gmail.com. Again, there's no T in the name of the show. You're looking at your device right now. You can see how it's spelled. I'm sorry. It's just it's you figure it out. This
1: you piece of shit. This
0: is on you guys at this point.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um
0: the uh the, the links to the social media accounts are in the show notes. I can't figure out how to do that for the Gmail account. It's you know, you know how to use email. You figure it out. It's hard for me. Uh, like I said, check out the Nudist Colony Crying. Spotify oh playlist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the the link is in the show notes for the, the Spotify playlist, so check that out. We update that each uh, uh, pay period uh, <laughs> with the the next album that we're going to talk about. Speaking of which, uh, on the yeah. next episode of Nudist Colony, we're going back to the Cornwell. Mm-hmm for on the next episode we shall discuss Korn's sophomore effort life is peachy. Mm-hmm. What bold new territory will this band from California <laughs> blaze forward? I was thinking about it and there's actually some like new shit that New metal will be known for ushering in. Yeah. Uh with this album I was like, "Damn. They done did it again." A couple they times they were And if you think there's not going to be a cameo appearance by one Mr.
1: Chino McRib Marino on Life is Peachy, you're out of your goddamn mind. Man, and what a song that is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of really fucking good songs on that album. To my knowledge, to my recollection. You said you've been listening to it recently, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Listen to it today.
0: Oh, my God. He's
1: not fucking around. That Wicked song. Fucking hell. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Mm.
0: Hell yeah, dude. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, that's... What would you rate this album? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we should probably, like, do that, right? I don't know. Are we, suppo- are we supposed to... Should we have been, like, rating these albums? How Let's about this? How about this? Okay. So, we've got these first three bands, right? Before we start repeating bands mm-hmm. with the uh, corn on the next one. How would you stack these three albums? So, Corn's self-titled, Ooh. Lemonade and Brownies by Sugar Ray, and then Adrenaline by Deftones.
1: Oof, oof. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna go in release order: Corn, Sugar Ray, Corn, Sugar Ray, Deftones, Deftones which is weird to say.
0: Okay, um, now uh, if we're going by album cover,
1: uh, I think you can think you're gonna know the answer to this one. Mm. It's definitely Adrenaline. <laughs> Of course, lemonade and brownies.
0: Of course, yeah. That's got to be number one. What's number two, though? Are you going with the booger Ooh. sucker or are you going with the pedophilistic? Uh,
1: I think I think with booger sucker.
0: <laughs> it would be really, really,
1: weird really weird if I went really? with the pedophile one first. If
0: you, like, doubled down and you were like, <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going with the creepy-ass claw <laughs> man over the tiny little girl on a swing set. Um, Yeah, okay. Yeah. That was worth
1: it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think we're in agreement.
1: I keep it 100.
0: So this was this episode. This is a better version of the last episode that we recorded. Just take our word for it. Uh, No one listens to this. No one cares. But uh, just take our word for it. And then, after we are done with this bullshit, uh, stick around if you'd like and hear us talk about some nerd shit. (laughs) I know, look, I know people think just because we talk about new metal on a podcast we're fucking cool. These
1: guys got to be the coolest. These
0: guys got to be the coolest, and you're right. Yeah. Because we're going to be talking about Star Wars. We're going to be talking about uh, collector shit. So brace for impact
1: on that. What's cooler than liking Disney properties? Like nothing. Liking all the disabilities. <laughs> <produced>. Yeah! <laughs> Take my money!
0: <laughs> all right, well, that will do it for uh, this portion of this episode. So until next time, I'm Brent.
1: I'm Ross. Get fucked! <laughs> say what? Say what? Say what?
0: Say what? 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 add more stuff in here but i don't
1: what do you want to talk about do you, uh do you oh you know what listen to doughboys
0: <laughs> i did of course and they mentioned lip biscuit on there i know like they we, did yeah
1: and deftones and
0: deftones that's right yeah. that's right damn yeah there's I, there's a lot of that crossover why
1: sticking up for the new metal mm-hmm. salute mm-hmm. mitch you're on my shit list yeah <laughs> Well, listening <laughs> i mean you know
0: he listens to dave matthews band anyway it's, yeah exactly uh, he's yeah. we're with you know yeah. <laughs> um but no you were uh, recently a guest on my my other show let's talk yeah. about stuff uh well recent as of like this air this episode coming out it was like a <laughs> yeah. month and a half ago or whatever <laughs> yeah. but uh, you were on there we talked about uh, green day their third album yeah it's a 28th anniversary we had to get into it oh yeah um, big one <laughs> but uh look this is a bad episode. I think we could say we're trying to figure this out. Uh, all this recording stuff at the same time we're talking about yeah. this album that neither of us really care for. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so go listen to that episode as well uh, if you if you want to recharge your batteries maybe. Um, but uh,
1: yeah. <whistles> this album's okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think is uh, I don't think adrenaline is is bad necessarily. It's just yeah. you know. With so much other available Deftones out there, I can't imagine that anything beyond maybe like two or three songs on here would be something that you would want to put in your rotation. And even though those songs are stellar, like if you're a big Deftones fan, how are you not writing letters, attaching them to Hawks and sending them toward uh, the record studio's offices, (laughs) just like demanding that this album be remixed? You yeah, know? I mean
1: it should be it should be easy for them to get there because uh, they don't have to like go like navigate any kind of like curvature. They can pretty much just like straight fly straight as, far shot. As, far as, as far as I understand the way you know the Earth works. Yeah, it's uh, just a flat straight thing that you go through. What you need to do take Stephen Carpenter, point him at the direction
0: of the record <laughs> studio, no matter where he is on the planet, and just say, "Hey, flap your arms, buddy. Yeah. You can
1: get there. Won't take you very long at all." <laughs> and I'm sure he's probably. People who are like deep into conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. they, uh, they, they like collect them like like trading cards. So it's like <laughs> yeah. no one's ever into just like one conspiracy theory. It's mm-hmm. like they're into like 50. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you can't just be like, oh, I believe everything else uh, that science, you know, uh, uh, proposes. Uh, but this one thing, <laughs> fuck no. Mm-hmm. So I guarantee he's, he's probably got some other like wild shit that he goes on about. But uh, I don't want to know it. I don't want to hear it because I don't want to ruin it for me so
0: <laughs> you don't ever want to meet him you know no you don't want to
1: get into a conversation Chino I, I would love to sit down and talk with Chino he's a huge Star Wars fan really, really? yeah Damn. huge Star Wars fan I don't yeah, think but... of him as being able to absorb joy
0: I don't know why <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's that's good to hear he does
1: have a very yeah emo-y kind of persona mm-hmm. but uh, no he's like super super into Star Wars um, which is cool because I've been um, uh, the past couple years been uh, diving deep into Star Wars.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe mm, maybe you could say too deep. <laughs> it's become a problem.
0: I've I've seen your collection of Lego figures.
1: Uh, it's expanded since um, oh, not just Legos. I'm into uh, I'm collecting the Black Series action figures now as well.
0: Oh, what does that mean?
1: Um, so they're like the fancy um, six-inch um, action figures, mm. um, like super detailed, mm. um, and they're really, really fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife is uh, sick of me buying uh, so much Star Wars shit. Is it like – do you have
0: to order these or do you like go out and get them? Yeah,
1: uh, it's it's one of those things where like you're lucky if you find them on store shelves. Mm-hmm. Um, they tend to get picked up real quick. So yeah, mostly, mostly buying them online. Okay. Um, I just so, got the Infus nest, um, speeder combo, uh, which is mm, delicious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so is it to the point where anytime you have an Amazon package arrive, your wife is just rolling her eyes immediately?
1: Well, see, I work from home. She works in an office, oh. so she doesn't see most of them until they're on my shelf. Oh, okay. She's like, when did you get these? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, uh a long time ago, baby. They've been there. Yeah. They were here before you were. That's insane. It's it I'm I'm right now though, I'm on a I'm putting myself on a self imposed hiatus. Okay. Um, because I'm saving up to buy a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> Just
0: when I didn't think you could get any more fucking cool.
1: Yeah, but I'm not gonna go for one of those cheap ones. I'm going for like the three, four hundred dollar ones. Well,
0: yeah. I mean if you're gonna do it. It's
1: what I'm saying. I can do it. Yeah. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it.
0: Is it, it's like uh, made out of
1: tin or something like that. Like
0: the, (laughs) the, the the handle is like made out of some type of metal, right?
1: Oh no. These are like, we can get into this. Um, so, so, so a Jedi, a part of a Jedi's training is to, they have to build their own lightsaber. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, It's it's very going to build a lightsaber. I'm gonna build a lightsaber. Oh, so so there's uh, places. This is is the show. This is the show. uh, (laughs) He just freaked out. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's like uh, so uh, you can buy them where they ship them to you all disassembled and you get to put them together yourself. Um, so you get to like build your own lightsaber and you get to put the kyber crystal in it. Oh, wait, so do do you get to pick what color it turns? Uh huh. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i'm really excited about it
0: so are all the handles the same or can oh, they be customized no. as you build them
1: no so so there there's there's multiple parts of a lightsaber mm-hmm. um and you can basically buy all the pieces separately mm-hmm. and then put them together yourself so you can really like make it truly customizable um make it your own mm-hmm. um and all the most of the parts if you, if you get them from like uh one store, most of them will be interchangeable. So you can get okay. like like the emitter and the handle and the all the different kyber crystal and the guts and the they have like little um uh <laughs> like computer controllers inside of them so they can make like different noises. Oh sweet. and um yeah, it's uh you can get real deep in it. Does the blade extend at all or is it just Mm -hmm. like kind of locked in place it's locked in place but you can you can like take it off and they have some the the good ones are um you can use for actual like dueling so they're like strong enough that you can like Mm -hmm. actually hit them against other ones um disney has like the it's called the black series and it's like they're um they're they call it like movie prop accurate but it's not truly movie prop accurate um like line of things. So like there's action figures that are black series, but there's also like the helmets. I have like an X wing helmet. That's a, that's like the actual like black series. And it looks really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. I, I think you've seen it maybe. Yeah. Um, and, uh, they also have the lightsabers that are part of the black series, but they're just not, they're just not good enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you get them from these like independent people that, that make them, um, I mean, they're gorgeous. They, I'll, I'll send you some pictures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's <laughs> a great Deftones, great Deftones episode. Well, look,
0: I, I feel like we have to get to an hour. We got to try and least, do something, you know? like like yeah. We said all we can about this. Pretty people much. aren't here for the music necessarily; they're here for us. Because yeah, exactly. Like, How can you not be? Yeah, but I am fascinated by this. Like, I love people being fans of stuff. Like, yeah, even if I'm not like super into it, like I I do find it fascinating. Like, I have been watching these YouTube videos about people going sneaker shopping. Just because it's it's just like the whole sneaker culture oh. fascinates me because it's just like um, – I can't remember the – That's it's like a on, world. Dude, I watched this video on Complex's YouTube channel. Oh, yeah? And it was uh, it's like they take celebrities shoe shopping in the store or whatever. And somebody had mentioned that there's like a $40,000 pair of Jordans. I was like, God damn. But it's just like any other collectible. Here we are sitting in my like home office. I, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not laughing at you. Like clearly not because it's, we're just surrounded by like comics and like yeah. Funko Pops and all this bullshit in here. Um, and obviously we're recording a podcast. So we are super
1: fucking cool. The rumors are true. <laughs> yeah. We're cool as shit. I think you and I both have the thing where when we get into something, we we like get into it. Mm-hmm. Like, like I don't. I'm a casual fan of some things, but like yeah. whenever I get into something, I like that's my mind is consumed by it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm literally reading like multiple Star Wars novels right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, of course, all the TV shows and, and movies and such. Uh, but my my wife, you know, she's we've been together for about five years or so, mm-hmm. and um, she's always known me to be like a comic book nerd. But like my my comic fandom has. It sort of waned a little bit. I, I still read a shitload of comics, Bruce but I'm Wayne. not like, hey, there you go. <laughs> but I'm not like, uh, I'm not like as rabid as I was, you know, like years ago, whenever uh, I considered kind of like the peak with like Bendis and everybody mm-hmm. was, you know, at Marvel and Jeff Johns was at DC. That's when, you know, I was buying and reading that my life was consumed by that. Mm-hmm. So my wife hasn't known my like, <laughs> I really haven't had like a, a serious addiction to something since mm-hmm. I've, I've been with her and she's now seeing how deep my my obsession can get with something if i really truly get into it mm-hmm. and she's like you have problems
0: <laughs> well your wife isn't into like stuff necessarily right she's
1: very yeah no she's very like minimalist yeah and i'm a hoarder <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're yeah, 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 I, I see Not what a you're hoarder, saying. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Your your home is very clean. I've been there. Yeah, a little, it, whatnot,
1: it's so more like I uh, I just want to. I have a collector in me, and I want mm-hmm. to collect things and have them and display them and make them look pretty and. Mm-hmm. Um, N- never let it go. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: it's that dopamine hit that you yeah. get from like collecting stuff, right? She, she's like,
1: You're gonna throw these Lego boxes away, right? And I'm like, No, <laughs> why? So, like, in my garage, there's like literally a wall that's just floor to ceiling Lego boxes. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah, because I don't want to throw the boxes away.
0: <laughs> well, you don't have to,
1: I'm not going to, <laughs> <laughs> I won't do it. And I'm like, I'm like, babe, do you, do you realize that like. With the box, this thing is worth like so much more money. Like I can literally like, make make a profit off of these. She's like, "Well, are you gonna sell them?" Like, no, fuck off. I'm not gonna sell them. I'm just saying I could.
0: You're like, you would dare say that to me? You throw your scarf over your shoulder. <laughs> Good day. Um, yeah, I used to. Oh man, I used to save so many boxes. I know all that bullshit. Like I used to collect those Marvel Legends figures. Like, oh, way back I before, remember. Like, before they were like Hasbro. I I I don't remember who they were. Maybe just like Toy Biz or whatever. But they had the plastic that was like clamshell steel Yeah, and you were like forced to cut them open if you wanted the the like figure inside. Yeah. But eventually, I uh, I got all the way out of that.
1: But did I you did, sell all of them?
0: Uh, yeah. I oh did. wow. Yeah, I. Kept uh, maybe a couple of them.
1: you had think a lot.
0: Like, dude, I had like one of these whole bookshelves yeah. was filled with Marvel Legends figures. Yeah. And then at a certain point, I was like, I don't want to keep up with this. And the cat keeps eating Wolverine's
1: claws. It's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's that's the thing with the Black Series. It's like it's, it's a big collector's thing. Mm-hmm. So like the, the ones that you want are always like impossible to find mm-hmm. and like people buy them up and scalp them. And like, I really want the original Boba Fett, but it's like 50 bucks. I'm like, yeah. I cannot justify that. I really want it, but mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spend 50 bucks. Now, if I see it for like 30, I'm going to buy that shit. Look split. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I finally got my Darth Revan, which was my, my, uh, my kind of my white whale. Yeah. And uh, managed to get a Darth Revan. So I'm um, really happy about that. That
0: was cool. You showed yeah. me about it and you told me, Of him, yeah. You told his tale, and I was intrigued by it. Told the
1: tale of Darth Revan. Have you been watching Book of Boba Fett? Oh yeah. Did you watch
0: the the finale that came out today? Yeah. I woke up at like three a.m. and I was like, "Well, I guess it's Boba time," so I I turned it on. Not a fan.
1: No. No.
0: (laughs) Of the entire series or just the finale?
1: I really liked the Mandalorian episodes. Oh my god, ones those were incredible. Mm -hmm. Um. If you had told me like twenty years ago, because I was a, I was a Boba Fett fan from like way 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 back in the day. Mm-hmm. That was I the loved first time Fett. Fett.
0: I ever saw Boba Fett was at your house as a toy. Yeah, it's not like he was there like eating Cheerios or whatever. <laughs> but like, it was the toy.
1: Yeah, I I I loved Boba Fett back in the day. Yeah, um, and uh, uh and Robert Rodriguez is was. A phenomenal director. Mm-hmm. He did Desperado, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Spy I
0: mean, Kids one and two.
1: Yeah, I, I mm, mm, fine if you like Spy Kids, cool. Desperado, um, Dusk Till Dawn, um, Shark Boy, Shark, Lava Girl, since really even Sin City, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, like, if you had told me twenty years ago, hey, the director of Desperado is going to do a Boba Fett show, mm-hmm. my mind would have splattered on every corner of the room mm-hmm. um but don't know what happened but my god he <laughs> lost whatever magic he had because yeah. it, it, it's how do you fuck this up <laughs> like, yeah. it's it looks like and no offense to power rangers but it looks like a really cheap power rangers episode
0: it, it is funny those uh those uh like mod, mod speeder biker. bikes that were like color coordinated i was like okay i like i like this color coordination yeah. but the uh, the chase through the city oh my. was so lackluster to me. You
1: could have run. Fa- I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah, it was very slow. But also, the bikes didn't really move off of that like vertical axis at all. Like it didn't tilt when they went around corners or anything. Yeah,
1: know? and they're leaning like it's like flying like <laughs> ninety <laughs> miles an hour, and they're like, <gasps> and it's, it's somebody's like lightly <laughs> jogging beside them. Yeah, my god, it was ugh. I'm so disappointed in that in that show. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know what happened cuz you know both season 1 and season 2 of Mandalorian are mm, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Love them. Um that's kind of what reignited my my passion for Star Wars. I've always been into Star Wars, but mm-hmm. um with the Disney trilogy I yeah, can go on for a long time about this. I actually have changed my mind a lot about The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. I actually I actually dig The Last Jedi quite a bit.
0: Oh yeah, I thought that was. It's weird because literally every person is different. Like some yeah. people love it, some people hate it. Yeah, but it's like that's it. There's no like in between. Right. Yeah,
1: and it's 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 gorgeous. It's I think it, as far as just like the way it looks, it is the best looking next to Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is it is a gorgeous movie. I got problems with with some of the directions and choices that they make, but that's a whole other thing but um too many Asians yeah <laughs> <Ooh>. ouch <laughs> Tico Rose we hardly knew ye Rose Tico Rose Tico sorry Yeah. put um, some respect on it <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh uh but, but then Mandalorian was like oh my god this is my Star Wars this is like what I love about Star Wars this is like this is everything for me and it mm-hmm. just totally like reignited my passion and that's mm-hmm. when I've gotten to, I got into the Legos and then started getting into the action figures and uh started reading all the books again um, and then, uh, you know, Boba Fett, I'm like, oh fuck yes, Boba Fett is going to be a show about Boba Fett and Robert Rodriguez is directing it. Holy shit. He's going to be a crime Lord. How can you go wrong? Well, we <laughs> fucking found a way. Cause, Hold my wine cooler. Jesus yeah. Christ.
0: Those, those first. Four- and oh,
1: Thundercats in it too. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah.
1: But it still fucking sucks.
0: <laughs> Those first four episodes are just boring as shit. Oh my God. Like it's weird too because they're like trying to tell a, a tale with flashbacks, but we've already we already know like where he ends up. Yeah, you know, and there's not that shocking of a reveal. And look, this this came yeah. out as of this episode's airing. This came out like <laughs> a, a month ago or whatever, yeah. but it, it came out today as we're recording this, right. but, um, the, the reveal about the, um, uh, who killed the, his like, uh, adoptive family or, or whoever it was.
1: Oh, right.
0: What am I trying to say? I don't know a lot of these, like
1: the Tuscan Raiders. Tuscan Raiders. Thank yeah. you.
0: Um, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, I guess that's a reveal, but like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I don't feel like Tamora Morrison. Is that his name? Yeah. It's.
1: It's Tamora like you're, you're,
0: like, trying to jumpstart his last name.
1: <laughs> Tamura Morrison. Tamura Morrison. But
0: it seems like, I don't, I don't know that he's that, like, good of an actor. Maybe it's just this particular role.
1: Well, I think everybody kind of sucks. And I think, it's, I think it's just Robert Rodriguez. Honestly. I, I think because, um, but, but what's even weirder, though, is in season two of The Mandalorian, the one where that reintroduces Boba Fett, mm-hmm. um, is actually really good. Mm-hmm. And, like, like, it's this scary, like, cunning, badass Boba Fett that you want to see. And then, so I'm like, okay, cool. This show's going to go more into, like, how badass he is. Because mm-hmm. he's supposed to be, like, the most feared, respected bounty hunter in the galaxy. And mm-hmm. he comes off on this show, like, the dumbest person. <laughs> like, he does not have any agency of his own. He makes no decisions that are intelligent. Mm-hmm. Everything he does make a decision about backfires or is just so fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. I, I just... I'm, I'm so disappointed, but Hey, Kenobi's coming up. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm just, yeah, you know, whatever.
0: I feel like anytime the Mandalorian is in this series, I was just had my full attention. Oh man. Mandalorian, baby Yoda. Like it was all, I was all locked in. Yeah. But yeah, anytime it was like back to Boba Fett, I'm like, I don't care about this guy. He's wearing a dress. He's, he's bald. (laughs) He grew his eyebrows back. I don't care about that. I do think that uh, Black Chrysanthem
1: is oh, fucking rad. Black Chrysanthem is fucking awesome. He's he, in the comics. Yeah, he
0: was. Uh, he's like relatively new to the canon, right? He was like a yeah, one of the, the newer Marvel yeah uh, I think, comics. I think Jason Aaron.
1: I think he. No, no, is that Karen no, Gillan. Gillen, mm-hmm. Yeah, but Karen
0: Gillan. Karen Gillan.
1: Karen Gillan. She, she was like in the <laughs> onset of Jumanji. I wish God. I wish she was on my lap. What? <laughs> Sorry. But uh, but yeah, they
0: they introduced him there, and then um, the uh, the the gunslinger guy, Cad. Uh, oh, Cad Bane. Cad Bane. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's from uh, the uh, Clone Wars TV show. Oh my God. He's dude. He looks awesome. so fucking awesome. I know. They did a great job on him. I like.
0: Star Wars the best when it's like they lean into the Western of it all. Yeah. That's my favorite version of Star Wars. That's
1: why I think Kenobi is going to be really good because it, in theory, should take place all on Tatooine. You know, him like watching over Luke as Luke grows up. Um, and I mean, you know, it's fucking. Uh, Ewan, McGregor? Ewan McGregor. Ewan mm-hmm. McGregor. And Ewan McGregor's a phenomenal actor. I'm, I'm, I'm 100% there for it. I'm pretty sure they're going to have uh, Darth Maul show up even though you know he got cut in half but he he, he survived he got better <laughs> it's star wars mm-hmm. um he was hitting solo yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. he answered the phone
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it lit let up his lightsaber yep mm-hmm.
1: yeah I'm, I'm 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 ready for that so i'm i'm ready for like a kenobi mall showdown with duel of the fates playing in the background when, i'm hard thinking about it <laughs>
0: when is kenobi supposed to come out is that later this year or um, is that next year
1: I think it's like, I don't think they have like a for sure date, but people are saying like, uh, they're thinking like May, like May the 4th, May the 4th be with you.
0: Uh, Oh, I get it now. So
1: that's the, great, yeah, but hopefully, hopefully we find out when that's coming soon because Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. Yeah. Me too. Mando season three. Hell yeah.
0: Boba Fett season three. (laughs) Just skip two, go right to three. Just, just. (laughs) Answer all the questions.
1: You know what I'd like to see is a is a is a Boba Fett prequel. Like um, get the get the kid who played uh, Boba Fett in like the prequels, mm-hmm. Dan- uh, Daniel Logan, I think his name is. Um, get him to play like a like a teenage or I don't know how he probably maybe is in his twenties at this point probably um, <clears throat> that era, but like a prime era Boba Fett, and mm-hmm. don't let Robert Rodriguez get in near. <laughs> Like, like I, I understand, like I've been really into like movie making and like behind the scenes processes and stuff. I've always, I've always loved that. Star Wars has been a big part of that because the filming of Star Wars, they documented a lot of it. So, um, you got to see a lot of the behind the scenes, how they did the special effects and there was all kinds of stuff that you could watch, uh, back. They'd have like TV specials that were like, Hey, here's how they did, you know, here's how they recorded Empire Strikes Back, you know, and mm-hmm. that got me really into filmmaking. So I've always loved the behind the scenes of filmmaking. And, um, I've, you know, had a, you know, sincere appreciation for how difficult it is and how just, just the fact that something can, can come from an idea to actually being on screen is an unbelievable process. Mm-hmm. Like how difficult it is and how many things can go wrong, even with you get all the right people on it. Um, uh, uh, things can just not work mm-hmm. for, for whatever reason.
0: Yeah, the fact that any movie that you like is ever good is... Unreal. Yeah. How and many
1: the, people are involved in it? The odds yeah. are against you. Yeah, you know? it's crazy. All that being said, I think I could have done a better job at directing <laughs> this than Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> Seriously.
0: Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe uh, he had food poisoning or something the entire time. I, <laughs> I don't know. Six months. for right, Almost constantly. Uh, but, man... Those, uh, that Bryce Dallas Howard episode, she, yeah, she fucking killed it. Killed it. She was just like, uh, let me flex nuts real quick. And she just like went through the whole thing. She did those like long, like walking scenes with Mando and everything. Oh my god, she's it did was such incredible. a great job, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah. She yeah, has blown me, especially this. Like, her early episodes were like good, like when she did like she was on like Mando season one, mm-hmm. but what where she is now, holy shit, she mm-hmm. is a, a, I mean, her dad's. You know, an amazing director, too, is directed mm-hmm. some incredible movies. So Solo. it's in the it's in the blood. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Finally, I would like to see the, the Lord and Miller cut of that, because oh apparently God, yeah. they had like 90 percent of the movie shot. Mm-hmm. I would love to see what they came up with. Oh, me too. No, yeah. Never happened.
0: Damn, that sucks. Yeah, I know. I bet it was a lot more fun.
1: Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. the the few ep- there are the few scenes that you can that are like confirmed. Lord and Miller are the the more fun, like energetic scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll never see it.
0: <laughs> uh, well, they have their hands busy with Spider Verse, and that's I just need them to oh, do that. Hats off. Just just keep that going.
1: That might be the best Spider Man movie ever.
0: Potentially, yeah. I there's
1: mean, there's
0: some tough contenders out there, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm still thing. trying to figure out what my favorite Justice League movie is. I mean, like the, the jury's out on that one. You gotta watch the Snyder Cut. On the next episode of Nudist Colony, the Snyder Cut comes forth.
1: It is like the new metal <laughs> comic book movies. NDC. Fantastic. Uh. Bye.